With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. We talked about Sam Adams. He's more than just a great beer maker. He's actually a founding father who is a member of the family of faith. And he understood as one of the people who framed our country that there is no substitute for virtue, character, and knowledge. Knowledge about God and knowledge about his ways that can give us a free and uh, and strong, blessed country. And I want to continue today with another quote from Sam Adams because uh, he had so much wisdom. Now, <clears throat> Sam Adams said this, and again, I, I, I was emailed this quote from somebody and I just couldn't pass up the rest of his quotes. This is a short quote, but it's powerful. And it has to do with the education of our children and what's going on inside of our schools. You know, I'm, I'm reading about things that are happening in schools that are just outlandish. They're disgusting and they're actually, actually perverted and they're blasphemous. And <clears throat> yet we wouldn't know any of that if we didn't have the standard of what is good and right and pure and true to hold those things up to, right? It's like someone says, I wish I had it here. If someone says, how do you know if a, if a, if a stick is crooked? Well, you don't really even need to describe the crookedness of the stick. Just hold a straight stick up next to the crooked stick and you'll see, oh, the straight stick explains to me the crookedness of the other stick. And and so in school, we need to understand how did our founding fathers teach our children, our little boys and girls, what was right and moral and good and true? Well, they did it in a very specific way. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Sam Adams said this. He said, we have a very dangerous trend beginning to take place in our education. Do you feel like that could apply today? Could you say that we've got some dangerous trends beginning to happen Mm -hmm. with our kids in our, in our schools? Yes. He says, we, and here's the trend. He said, this is back in 17, I didn't get the date here, but this is probably Right back in the 1760s, 1770s, he said, we are starting to put more and more textbooks into our schools. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, what else do you teach kids with than textbooks? I mean, what's wrong with textbooks? Well, interesting. This is hard for us to conceive of because all we have is textbooks and novels. But he said, we're having a dangerous trend of substituting something else with textbooks. And the reason textbooks are dangerous is because they're written by people who are going to decide what goes in those textbooks and their values and their versions of history and what they think is true and moral, right? Someone's got to write the textbooks. And he says, we've become accustomed of late of putting little books into the hands of children containing fables and moral lessons, you know, Little fables, you know, like we used to teach our kids, uh, like little Bo Peep has lost her sheep or like uh, the three little pigs, you know, they built their house out of straw and, and bricks and other things. And then the big wind comes or little red riding hood, these little moral fairy tales, you know, like Grimm's fairy tales. And you say, well, what's wrong with those? Now, listen, 
I'm not down on great fairy tales that teach moral lessons. However, are they qualified to substitute the great moral lesson book of the universe? Not written by men, but written by the creator of men? He said, we're spending less time in the classroom on the Bible. We're spending less classroom time on the Bible, which should be the principal text of our schools. Whoa, drop the mic right there. Sam Adams, the founding father, said we should be spending more time on the principal textbook, which is this book. The Bible, I just happen to have a really cool one in my hand. This is the one that the pilgrims brought over on the Mayflower. It's called the Geneva Bible. First English translated Bible where the chapters and the verses were included in the text. Maybe you didn't know that, but the original writers didn't write chapter three, chapter four, verse 14, verse 15. It was first put into English in the Geneva Bible carried over by the pilgrims on the Mayflower where John 316 was actually chapter three, verse 16, first in the Geneva Bible, cool Bible. And that was the first textbook in our schools. And he's saying, we've been accustomed to replace that with these little moral fairy tales and other textbooks. He said, the Bible states these great moral lessons better than any other man-made book. For instance, moral lessons? No, no, don't go with little Bo Peep. Don't go with the three little pigs. Go with the good Samaritan in the Bible. Go with, there was a man who built his house on the sand. And when the winds came and the rains came and the, and the floods beat on his house, his house came down. And there was another man who built his house on the rock. And when the storms came, that house stood. It didn't crash like the other house because it was founded on the rock. And that rock, of course, is Jesus Christ and the truth of God and his word. These moral lessons are invaluable. Nobody is a better moral teacher than Jesus, God himself. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. In fact, early in New England, 
early in America, the textbooks that they used were actually using the Bible as their primary source for the textbook information. Unlike today, which tries to uh, get God out of schools, get prayer out of schools, get the Ten Commandments out of schools, the New England Primer was a book for school children where they learned their ABCs and they learned how to read and they learned how to pray. And you know how they learned A? It says, A, A was for Adam. It said, in Adam's fall, we sinned all. B is thy life to mend this book. I'm sorry. This book attend. B was for book, the Bible. And then C was for cat and D is for dog and E is for eagle. The textbooks in early America actually honored and focused on the great textbook of the Bible, which teaches us not only moral lessons, but how to understand ourselves and our place in the world and how we got here and true history. And that history is not just a bunch of random dates and people, but these are events that are being played out to accomplish a specific purpose that every cause has an effect and these effects affect you and me and our hearts and minds and souls for eternity. We understand mathematics better when we understand that the laws of mathematics and music were designed by an, a God of order. Not a, not just a random chance process that never had mathematics in mind. We understand history and philosophy and mathematics and we understand language as gifts of God, only when we're teaching our children through the very lens that allows us to see all these subjects in their true light. Sam Adams understood this. Our founders all understood this. Why in the world would we get away from the great moral book that just trounces any book written by man. In fact, Abraham Lincoln himself said, I believe the Bible is the best gift God has ever given to man. All the good from the savior of the world is communicated to us through this book. Abraham Lincoln said that. The Bible communicates reality to us and helps us understand the way the world really is. People like to think that the Bible is full of fairy tales and myths. No, the myth that you and I somehow evolved out of the slime with millions and millions of years of random chance processes without an all-loving, powerful, and knowing creator who designed us is the great big myth that has infected most of higher education. And consistent with that mythic worldview, you eliminate identity and purpose and meaning and morality and truth. They have no transcendent meaning value apart from the God of the Bible. And that's what we need to be teaching our children. Why are we surprised when our kids act like animals who are just looking to to reproduce at, at any chance they get when we teach them that they are animals, just animals who have evolved. Why would we be surprised when people are abusing one another and 
not thinking what, about other people before themselves and acting barbarically and animalistically in our culture when we teach them that there is no real higher moral standard that comes from the God of the universe, that it's all about survival of the fittest. We shouldn't be surprised. The great teaching of God's word is what our children desperately need as the starting place of their thinking. And revival can take place in their little hearts and in their little minds from a young age. Thank you all of you who are teaching your children from God's word. These are the principles that we need to get back to, the kinds of things that we want little kids to grow up into, love and patience and compassion and wisdom and truth. I love Sam Adams. I love the founding fathers. They weren't perfect, but they were looking to a perfect book and most of them were conforming their lives day by day to those standards. As a nation, we've got a long way to go, but I believe that God is at work in the hearts of his people. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.